Good morning, everyone. It's Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? It's Friday. Uh, we've gotten through the 4th of July. I personally hate that holiday. Um, mainly because it was great. I didn't do anything. It was nice. I didn't have any obligations. But what's with people in these fireworks? I mean, a few days ahead of time, people were putting off things that sounded like straight up bombs, like, boo, like unsettling. Like, what's fun about that? Well, last night they just, you know, why go downtown when I can just light a thousand fireworks uh, on my front porch or better yet behind my car, which I hate it. Of course, you call the police on a night like that. Nobody's coming. It's just like the purge. So, uh, you know, just like, ah, this is awful. And the conundrum for where I am is, you know, most of the people. So this is my mom's neighborhood and it's the neighborhood I grew up in and it was fine. You know, it was never like the ritziest, but it was okay. Uh, it was safe and mostly, mostly safe and, uh, nothing really bad ever happened to us here. Um, and if you minded your own business and you didn't really uh, mess with people who you knew were trouble, you'd be fine. Well, a lot of those people who bought those homes have died. Their kids didn't want those houses or couldn't afford the houses or whatever. They didn't inherit them. And a lot of them have been abandoned. And then someone comes in and fixes it up minimally. They don't really update it that much. And then they section eight it. And so then you're surrounded by not only all these renters, but you're surrounded by low income renters. And here's the thing. It's not that people just don't like low income folks. It's the mentality that some low income people have, because I guarantee you there's uh, poor white people that nobody wants to live around either. You know, and it's just it's not so much that you're black or that you're poor. It's the fact that you uh don't seem to value things because you don't own things. You know, your car is held together by spit and glue. So you want everybody's car to be held together. You know, I've had, I've had a person hit my car, not leave a note. I'm pretty sure it's the same people who are out here doing the fireworks, uh, keeping me up because they don't have to go to work because they don't work. And that's the other weird thing. And just for the record, I am black. I am not saying this because I'm racist. I'm saying this because I'm I'm frustrated because most of my friends, not most, but I have a chunk of friends who also live kind of in this area where we grew up. And the value system is so different because people don't own the property. So they're like, who cares? We're just, and they don't care that if they tear your shit up. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so frustrating. And it seems like nobody wants to say anything because, you know, it seems like right now, if you criticize black people for anything, you are in trouble, which seems ridiculous to me. Um, because how can we be better and how can we fix the problems if we don't ever acknowledge them? And this to me is a, a criticism as much as that's what happened. They came out at like nine thirty. Of course, I have to work. So I'm trying to wind down and they are going ham with like hundreds of <laughs> fireworks smoked up the street. Then the lady says something on fire. It was just on fire. I don't know what it was supposed to do. Um, she was pretty loud. And I think I heard her say, it didn't go up to the sky, y'all. 
and whatever it was was maybe some sort of celebratory kite that you set on fire in the night like what are we doing (laughs) it was very unsettling so no I'm not a fan if you live hood adjacent or near hood folk uh you hate fourth of July and uh New Year's Eve New Year's Eve can sound scary because it just sounds like shotgun blasts so you know I I have been out on New Year's and people are like well it's 11 o'clock you need to get home before them bullets start flying and it's not an exaggeration you know so anyway I did not enjoy 4th of July evening but the day was peaceful and I appreciated that and I got a lot done um, because there are no days off when you're an entrepreneur don't forget that part if you're starting a business or you think you want to start a business you need to understand you will be working when other people will be chilling that's the way it is um and it'll all be worth it because I actually am proud of what I wrote um I feel good about it and uh you know that's that's the first step because you have to fall in love with the things you write because you don't know how long you're going to be in a relationship with them and if things happen and you get successful so you know I think about uh David I want to say David Weiss and Dan Benioff uh, the guys that brought Game of Thrones to the screen. And I don't want to be too harsh on them because the first few seasons of Game of Thrones were epically great. They did such a good job. I'm so sorry they sold out at the end. But because um, the last two seasons now just seemed like they weren't thoughtful. They didn't. They got out over their skis, I think, with without the source material. And they almost dishonored their earlier version of the show. So the last two seasons were like, mm. and I gave the the season seven a shot because I was cool with seeing how they were going to try to wrap it up. But then when they just basically pooped on <laughs> your the journey that they had had us on for the previous six seasons, I was like, this is terrible. So... Anyway, I forgot why I brought them up. I get, so, I get so mad. Oh, because so I'm working on this project and I don't want to fall out of love with it by the end. You know what I mean? So I don't know what's going to happen to it. Certainly, I will document it on here for you. Uh, but say it becomes a hit show. Say it becomes the number one show on TV or Netflix or whatever for four or five years say it makes that kind of splash that kind of impact and it is must-see tv i don't want to fall out of love with it before it's time for it to go off the air and no amount of money can make me do more shows than i want i got that but i i don't want to betray the work because i i'm ready to go or do something else like that would that to me is breaking the writer's oath You know, doctors have an oath. Writers have an oath. Like, don't betray your own shit. Like, that would just be, I don't know. I would, I would not rest well. Um, It's sort of like Godfather 3. And and the God love the Sopranos. I mean, they, they went in on it every chance they got. (laughs) Because it is by far the worst. It shouldn't even be called Godfather. It's 
there's nothing compared to the first two. The first two should be mandatory viewing for every film student. The third one should be mandatory viewing of how not to keep up a great tradition. It is not great. Um, and I just don't want to betray the work. You know what I mean? So I have to fall in love with this stuff. When I'm writing it, I'm in love. And I need it to stay and be sustained until, you know, if it's a film, great. It's one off. It's out there. It's done. But a series, you know, it can build momentum. It can become a cultural phenomenon. And then it's like, whoa, you have to figure out how to um, stay in love with it till it's over. And uh, I just I just don't want to do what they did to Game of Thrones, Um, which is kind of ironic because one of my favorite shows is The Wire. And I wasn't one of those people. Actually, a friend, my friend, uh, my roommate from college, her little brother directed an episode. And watching his work made me go back and rewatch The Wire. Because I tried to watch it when it first came on and I didn't get it. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't feel it. So when his episode came on, I went back and rewatched. And uh, I think I rented it from Netflix. And I rewatched the whole series up until the point where he his his episodes came out and he did the season with the kids he uh I think that was either season three or season four so I went back and rewatched it and I thought gosh what a great show now what's weird about a show like Game of Thrones is it 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 sort of like became this steamroller of popularity uh for some reason, I guess the fantastical, magical stuff and great storytelling. I mean, it was really well done for up until season seven and eight. Um, but The Wire always struggled for viewers and it was such a good show. And I think it was almost because it was too realistic. I've been to Baltimore. I've driven through Baltimore. I went to college in D.C. It, it was very realistic. And I think some people uh, may have not wanted to embrace the show because it was just like, too realistic. But uh, for a show like The Wire to struggle to get five seasons, you know, and then for the creators of Game of Thrones to sort of be like, nah, nah, we're going to truncate the end and we'll just throw some shit together. We, we, we got it. Like, it's almost like, ugh, that just that's going to bother me for a long time. <laughs> and I was telling people, don't bag on Game of Thrones, is it? But what? Yeah, the end of it was not great. That really troubles me. As you can see, I've been going on and on about it. It it bothers me and it'll bother me for a while. Um, I guess some of my favorite shows have ended awkwardly. That one was the worst though. That one, that one to me felt like a betrayal of the characters. That is unacceptable. So I didn't care for that. But anyway, I did get a lot of writing done and uh, I'm telling you right now, I will never betray them. I never will betray them. Happy Friday.
87 Thieves. 